or what show was it? Where the person's like, somebody on the internet is wrong. Oh, yeah, or was that, it Eric Johnson yeah, that was telling the, me that? That's See, the, the XKCD com- comic. It just has to, has a conversation between a husband and a wife. And like, I can't go to bed. And why? Someone is on the internet is wrong. <laughs> Welcome to the Ignite Agility Podcast. Here's your host, Angela Johnson. Well, joining me today is Ed Ballou. Ed, say hello. Hi. And am I saying your last name correctly? Yes, Baloo like the bear, or if you're familiar with the old movie Cat Baloo, that's the same thing. And and I wasn't familiar with either of those, but maybe people listening will say, I totally know that, I know how to say that. So the reason I asked Ed to join us today is that he's one of my graduates of my Certified Scrum Master course. And one thing I like to do with my students is to introduce them to our community and to stay in touch and get them involved in the greater community. Ed recently came to one of our Ignite Agility user group meetings, and it was so nice to actually be able to talk to him, individuals and interactions over processes and tools, because he does comment on tweets and things I send I send out into the world. So I thanked him. I said, thank you for following me on Twitter and thank you for liking and retweeting. And he said, except for... Yeah, I said, I said, hey, I, I might actually want to pick your brain on something. Um, there was a recent tweet, retweet you made or, or an, an agree you made uh, with a tweet that I had a little bit of problem with. So I wanted to like get into that and investigate a little bit more and say, what's the reasoning behind that? Because there's clearly something I'm not getting or a difference in, in perspective. So I wanted to, to reach out and just see a little bit more about that. And the tweeting question is from Ron Jeffries, and that name may be very familiar to a number of people listening. Ron is not only one of the creators of Extreme Programming, but one of the authors of the Agile Manifesto. And the gist of his tweet was something along the lines of, I am starting to suspect that people who are coaching Agile teams have never actually spent time on Agile teams or something to that effect. And that got a reaction out of you. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So from from my perspective in, in being a scrum master before being certified for quite some time um, and, and being researched and connected into the community and trying to learn as much as I can, I kind of saw that as like, wow, well, I have only been with a few companies. And so my, my, ex- my experience may be diminished. And so w- the invitation there was, was, gee, maybe I haven't, I don't understand agility like I, like I, um, like many others would. And so, um, so the, the invitation there was like, uh, well, I, I think I've experienced agility, but maybe that's not, it it wasn't the, the, the agile teams that he, he meant in that, in that tweet. And so I, it was, it was kind of, at least it hit on my ego a little bit to, Mm -hmm. to be honest. And so I'm like, all right, well, what can I do with this? Because I'd like to think that I, I've been around some agile, really agile teams and um, really enjoy working with these people and we've accomplished some really cool things in some uh, short time uh, spans. So um, so I threw out a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> and in that rebuttal... I said that there's a difference of perspectives here that... that um, if we're assuming things about mm-hmm. agile coaches out there um, or scrum masters, burgeoning scrum masters, uh, that 
their only idea of agility is on the teams that they have have been on and who can tell whether that's an agile team or not right who, who has been uh kind of reinforcing them or that that mentor spot you know to come in and work with that team or at least you know give you some ownership give you the pat on the back yeah you guys are an agile team you're doing great if you've never exactly had that then you only have what you're reading about in blogs or reading about in tweets about what is agility and you have the values you have all this this information but it's in the execution that that is really looking at that team and saying are they are they truly an agile team or not and who makes that assumption Right. And, and it's, it is a judgment and it is an assumption. And sometimes people in the agile community forget that. And Ed is here, uh, now a graduate of my advanced CSM as well. And we spend a lot of time today talking about the danger of assumptions and talking about what happens when you engage the ego. So for that particular team, or let's just say, uh, a team who's brand new to using agile approaches. That's their only experience. And experience is experience. It's not bad. It's not good. It, it just is. And so when you talk about agility, it's also not a destination. Right. Hey, we do these five things. We're agile. Woohoo. We've arrived. It's like, well, wait a minute. And I, I like what you said about making assumptions about those people coaching because if we assume positive intent, we don't necessarily know their backgrounds, their experiences, or how they're adding value, or not. Right, and that was the thing even with the, this tweet. I was like, I'm sure Ron has very much positive intent. And, and even when you agreed with him, I was like, there's, there's definitely some positive intent here. So even though I'm in, in like a little bit of disagreement, I want conversation, I wanna have that dialogue and if i'm wrong great i've learned something right right and and the irony of people who believe in individuals and interactions over processes and tools playing this out over twitter <laughs> right <laughs> you know the irony of oh this is the written word and we're all interpreting it through our own lens so the the lens i looked at ron's tweet through was what i see happening out there in the world of work i do see people who have changed their LinkedIn profile to Agile Coach. And when I look at their experience, every position they've cited on that same profile before Agile Coach has been project manager, project manager, program manager. So that's why I leapt to agreement with Ron in saying, yeah, I agree. I don't think some of these people have spent time on a scrum team or an extreme programming Mm -hmm. team or in a team using Agile, because what I see in their background is project management, which is a different way of doing work, not necessarily an Agile way of doing work. So um, that's why I agreed with him. Mm -hmm. So it was good to talk to you face-to-face at that user group, uh, again, individuals and interactions, to clear up the disagreement or the potential misunderstanding in interpreting that tweet, again, the written word. We can, you know, two different people can look at the same written statement and have a completely different view of what was actually being said. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so there there it created that that perspective. Oh, now my entire view of the universe has shifted over to that and and I can understand things a little bit better from that. And now now I want to be like, whoa, what what's what's causing them to do that? 
Mm-hmm. Um, what makes my journey different from their journey versus someone else's journey? And what are we going towards? And um, what part can I play in that? And of course, I'm always um, loving the problem solving part of that is like, oh, okay, so what's the problem here? Where, where, where are we going to go with it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when we were having that conversation, I had this little pang of, um, I don't know what, it was, it was almost like guilt or tweet remorse, if that's a thing. Um, because it, it all of a sudden made me realize that sometimes as educators or as coaches, we forget to look at things through the lens of somebody that is just starting out in their journey or, you know, versus somebody who is further along in their journey. And again, it doesn't make it bad. It doesn't make it good either. But I think that we do a disservice potentially that we could inadvertently with, with no intention of doing so alienate somebody. And that's the last thing we want. Right. We want more people excited about this way of working. We want more people joining this community. Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to have those synergistic conversations. We want Twitter to be alive with just great things that can change the world. And there's been a lot of a good, good things that have come out of it. Of course, along with the good, there is a lot of dark stuff out there too. But that's with anything, right? And to borrow from your class and, and the quote, Spider-Man quote, <laughs> I don't need to say it. It's fine. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. I'll say it. <laughs> right? Yes. So we do. And um, one of the other thought leaders that was visiting us recently that you got to hear at that user group is Craig Larman. And um, years ago when I met Craig, the phrase he likes to use is a naive agile coach. And the first time I heard him say, well, naive agile coaches, I got offended. <laughs> I got like, well... Who is he to tell me, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I realize it's not really his intention to offend. It's a word that he's using to describe. All it means is you're not as far along in your journey as other people. You may not have learned this yet. And because you may have not learned this yet, you're advising somebody else. And you don't have bad intentions as a naive agile oh, yeah, coach. Absolutely. It's just that you're in reality doing a disservice. Right. So I, I freely embrace the phrase naive agile coach now. And yeah. I tell people, as a naive agile coach, here's what I did. And here's what I learned from that. And I think that's where you were going with this is. Absolutely. What did we learn from it? Yes, and, and I guess one more thing that, that um, a really good friend of mine, um, he, he says he's, he's uh, very much a proponent of the gospel of Joseph Campbell, and um, it's on the, the hero's journey. You can look it up, and it's really that being called a naive whatever is, is a call to adventure. Oh, okay. You know, when just like when you're triggered on something, you know, by something on the internet, or when you're called that by someone, that never you happens. Them, Nobody no, ever gets no. triggered by anything on the internet. Absolutely. It's a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a call to adventure. It's getting curious about that, and then reaching out to a mentor. Hey, what does this mean? You know, and then and then continuing on that journey. Um, he's probably gonna. I'm doing it more disservice. It's it's worth a read uh, if you've never read it. So nice. Well, one of the things that we did talk about was the the danger of assumptions, and then the danger isn't necessarily in making the assumption; it's acting on the untrue assumption. 
And um, the, the story I shared with the class today happened just yesterday. I'm, I'm talking to two graduates of my class, and they're talking about somebody in their organization who's never met me. Uh, I don't know that person from Adam. I wouldn't be able to pick them out from a lineup. I, I barely know their name. And they said after the training, this person called them all together and then proceeded to tell them all the things I was wrong about. Mm. <laughs> and at first I was like, wow, what a horrible use of somebody's time. Um, but then they proceeded to say, well, it was something in the scrum guide. And, I, you know, ego grabs the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. What? I know my scrum guide. So I start asking my graduate, well, what page did they reference? Well, what did they say? I, I, I can't recall right now, you know, she says. And I said, well, did it damage my credibility? Did it damage their credibility? Mm-hmm. And she, you know, politely answered and we moved on to something else. And on my drive home, I went, such a failure bow, such a learning opportunity. Because it's like here I'm trying to to teach the students about the dangers of untested assumptions and dangerous assumptions. And what did I just do? My ego grabbed the steering wheel in that conversation and was like, well, wait a minute. What does this person think I was wrong about? That It, it doesn't matter. Hmm. It, it doesn't matter, right? At the end of the day, it, it had no bearing on the conversation whatsoever. And it, it could be seen as hypocritical. So I think those of us, you know, in this community who claim that we believe in individuals and interactions, we claim that we believe in continuous improvement, I think the burden's actually greater on us mm. because we do set ourselves up for being seen as hypocritical or potentially damaging. And mm. I don't know if that, that makes any sense or if that resonates, but you know, you follow a lot of these conversations on social media and, and jump right in. You'd have to tell me, did, did, do we come across as more elitist or more damaging or on some sort of soapbox or are we calling people up to to join the conversation i i think well as i i even in the one of my tweets and reply to ron jeffries i i said there's nothing wrong with being an elitist you absolutely have (laughs) the resume and and the prowess to sling that around he's ron jeffries exactly (laughs) like like there was there was nothing but respect as I was having that conversation out. And so I don't mind when there's something that's important and we're trying to take a stand uh, in in some place. And and it's really, maybe it's kind of a question of what we're protecting. And as, as I'm watching all all these people with way more experience in in the field um, and just rapport and resume and all that, as I'm watching this and they're taking a stand on something I'm watching, I'm listening. I want to learn what is, what is this that they are protecting? Because it's as, as being a part of that community, there is some, some uh, desire to, to, follow in with that oh I must there must be some reason I should be protecting this too Um, but Mm. what is that what what am I what am I not understanding about this and so that's the the call to adventure and follow through with all the conversation and what brought us here Mm -hmm. so I've had years of experience as a scrum master and as I remember going back through my first class uh, uh, certified scrum master there were people there project managers who whomever they were that um, 
they were clear, I was clearly in a different league, which made me feel really, really good and also empowered to help them learn. But at the same time, I'm like, oh man, they're going out into the workforce and they're completely on the same playing field as me per letter wise. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. That's a tough one to take if they're just looking for the letters at the end of the name. Um, and so I, I'm aware of people who have, you know, even coaches out there that just bash certification and and um, and add, uh, and I've I've appreciated just cu- touching into the community for years. Mm-hmm. I was by myself on a little island in South Dakota, and with That's no right. no way that. of reaching out to a community. So of course online, I just carved out whatever I could to make sure that that I, I was in touch with people and and actively learning. You know, taking going beyond just those those three letters. Um, and now that you say that, I remember you asking me, is there a user group somewhere in South Dakota? And I'm like, I don't really know of one because I'm so, you know, Minnesota-centric over here, but maybe you should start one. You right. know, I remember saying that. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and so then coming up here was actually just a kind of a dream come true. Um, maybe not happen the way I would have expected, but coming up here was awesome because now I'm, I'm planning in this community. I can be like, oh, there's a meetup happening next week. Definitely going to that one right after work, you know, and making plans accordingly. And that's just an awesome thing because you, you gotta, you gotta, um, sharpen, what is it? Sharpen iron sharpens iron to borrow that phrase. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you gotta figure out and, and bounce ideas off each other. You gotta have partners on that journey. Well, and with the certifications, with the letter collections, it doesn't necessarily mean you're good, quote unquote. It means you passed the criteria that the certification entity threw out there. And so when people talk about the CSM and they're critical of it, I always laugh because many don't understand the certified Scrum Master is your driver's license. It, you you come to a two-day class and you take an online quiz. It doesn't, it, nowhere in the CSM are we asking for work history. When I took my CSM, I had been working as a scrum master maybe for a year or two. Didn't have any training under my belt. So the CSM is low barrier to entry because it's saying, hey, you just got some education. You just passed a quiz. Congratulations, you're permitted on our streets. The only way you're going to get better is with experience. Yes, and experience absolutely. is experience. It's not bad or good. It's experience. So what you did this week in coming to the advanced CSM, that's now saying, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've got your driver's license, but you've had 12 months or more of experience on the streets. You've been a scrum master for right. 12 months or more. And then the certified scrum professional requires the, the two years to me, that one's more like the PMP. And I, I do have a PMP. I'm a recovering project manager. <laughs> People who know me know why I say that. No disrespect. You know, recovery can be a hard thing for an adult who used to eat chocolate every day and now they're giving it up or they drank lattes every day and now they're giving it up. I worked as a project manager. It was hard for me to give that up. But now that I have, you know, I, I, I don't work any other way. My brain doesn't work that way anymore. So when you look at letter collectors, it's kind of like, well, what's what's the goal? Is it to get a job? Are we using those letters as a resume screener? Or are we really trying to prove experience in the community? Because the CSM isn't going to do that. The CSM is your driver's license. Right. You know, the advanced CSM and the CSP are going to be more like the PMP, more like that, that, hey, I've got some experience under my belt. 
So um, there are people who just want the letters to get jobs or to get their foot in the door in the community. And I don't think that's a bad thing. But, you know, it's at the same time, I think uh, it's a different intent than mm-hmm. people who really want to do this or change the world, right? Right. Our, our mission at the Scrum Alliance is transforming the world of work. Right. Right. And, and there, one thing as I thought about even in this series of tweets and, and you talking about your perspective was these project managers that could be, and I'm just going to create a story. I don't know these people, but I'm just going to create this story that there is a project manager out there who they've been struggling uh, with trying to get into the Agile community, just break through and want this, but they can't, they can't even afford to get the, the certification, but they, they really like it. They want to do it. And they've actually had, they've studied like lots they, you know, they pulled together all the resources that they could to, to do this. And so, but they're just tied by whatever, you know, rules, policies that they can't, that they can't break through for some reason. And so for them to call themselves an agile coach or a, a scrum master, um, what, what if we were to react accordingly? Oh, okay. You know, you want to be a, a scrum master or, or say a developer wants to be a developer and has studied some coding and wants to jump into that. Okay. I, if, if that's your intention, I can definitely, like, if you're coming to me and asking for help, I can definitely pair with you and, like, teach you everything I know if you're, if you're a scrum master or if you're a developer um, and take you as far as I've come in this journey. And is there anything wrong with that? No. But I think what you were saying was... Is it right to just call yourself an agile coach out of the gate? Um, and and because it seems like that's the protected community in there as well. So I, I get the, the kind of that swirling situation and of, of titles. And um, I, I once came to this conclusion that like we can we can go through life chasing title after title after title. But in the end, if we do it right, all they're going to know us is our name mm-hmm. and that was just this epic realization and so um, shameless plug it's on my Twitter profile if you want to retweet it um, but that's uh, that's what we kind of want is like know me by my name not by my title because mm-hmm. um, that's the coolest thing you're like when somebody says hey Fred or hey Ed or hey Angela it, it's it means something it means a lot more and it's not just you know well, mom and dad is a great title to have. Oh, That's, absolutely. Um, those are wonderful titles to hear. Um, sometimes it's mom, 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 or dad, dad, dad. <laughs> and at our organization, I don't get hung up on titles. And so, you know, I've gone so far as to say, call yourself whatever you want, right? I, I, I don't really think that that matters. So I call myself a chief change officer. Because I believe in changing the world of work. And so when people are engaging with me, whether it's me teaching or me coaching, I always say people are going to change one way or the other when they get involved with me. Um, Another member of our team calls themselves an epiphany engineer because (laughs) their client uh, says that whenever our coach is around, they have an epiphany. So they demand epiphanies from their epiphany engineer. And he changed his LinkedIn profile accordingly. It's like, <laughs> okay. Um, one of our other teammates who's very passionate about, she's very passionate about Scrum Mastery, she calls herself Chief Morale Officer. Hmm. 
because she her measure of success is did she raise morale when she engaged you know either as a coach or as a scrum master so it's like I don't really care you know what title people want to use we certainly don't judge anybody in our own organization by that Mm. but we're very small right so everybody does the dishes so it's awesome well so I think that in wrapping up these ahas, it's really remembering that this really is about learning and this really is a journey, it's not a destination. And so to keep having the conversations and somebody challenging you or the ideas that you put out there, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on LinkedIn, um, isn't necessarily a conversation stopper. You know, maybe it's it's the, the start Absolutely. of the conversation. Absolutely. It's continually an invitation to get curious. Great. Well, thanks for joining us today, Ed. I appreciate it. Thank you, Angela.